right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here today, of course, with my usual co-host, Lucas Gaynor. How you doing, Lucas, after a nice win against the Hornets? So I'm riding high, Patrick. Feels good to, you know, beat the Hornets team we just lost to. Uh, especially feels good, you know. Went for a second there, it looked like we were about to blow our lead, but, you know, we hung on, showed some resiliency, so fight you know like the Celtics basketball we've been used to uh in the last few years minus like November and October and December of this year so that was good to see yeah I mean I I loved uh that we kind of kept it going a bit right so I I got a little off the rip let's do a little little trivia how'd you know I was going in that direction I love it I love it I love it (laughs) um what do you think this season the Celtics Longest winning streak is four games or three. They are currently they are currently tied for the the win streak that they have. Oh, oh we're counting this win streak. Okay, okay, this 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 win streak is three games. So they tied their their season high win streak with this win. Three games. So can they beat it? Can they Listen, beat it? Uh, we have a really tough task ahead of us in the Detroit Pistons. You know, I don't. I, and you know, it might sound like I'm joking. All right, but. This is a classic. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is a classic. What we like to call trap. I think one of these next two games against the Pistons and the Magic can be like a classic trap game. I mean, it's it's no secret the Celtics have been playing better basketball. You know, the last few weeks to a month, and now you know we beat we smacked the Heat. Um, you know, we're coming off this victory, and I don't want the Celtics to come out flat. You know, that'll be something to look for. Hopefully, we come out with the same amount of energy we would against the top three team. Um, you know, when we're playing, you know, a bottom three team. Yeah, we actually s- spanked that Heat team. Man. Spanked. Let's, let's not let's not put it let's not put it lightly here. You feel me? Like we we, we definitely were out there and we spanked them. Um, this team played really good tonight, though. Um, we also got to see some former Celtics tear, uh, or well, former Celtic tear us up, and Terry Rozier always seems to play some of his best games when he gets uh, an opportunity to play against us. Uh, tonight was no. No different as far as that went, you know? So I thought the Celtics did a good job at, at surviving that. And also, LaMelo Ball had his career high, 38 points on us, and we still survived that. Also, man, did you notice that LaMelo all of a sudden has, like, this crazy floater, floater. game? Yes, oh, my bro. God. That no, floater is insane. Bro, His uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the little graphic pop up that he had 38 at the end of the game, I was shocked. You know, because it was a pretty quiet 38, but I feel like it's because LaMelo made all his buckets look so easy. Like you're saying, that little floater, he gets in the lane, he has a guy on his hip, he rises up, he drop it right in the bucket. He made a lot of shots in the paint tonight. Uh, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, so shifty. But I do think, I mean, the Celtics didn't play terrible defense on him. But it just felt like he was, you know, imposing his will like he could. Yeah, no, I, I thought uh, LaMelo played within the flow of the game, and he stayed away from Robert Williams in the paint by simply throwing up these floaters, and I was just like, God, this is mad annoying because they were all going in, and I'm just like, all right. And then it made sense when uh when it came later in the game, you're like, oh, you're 38. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, because it seemed like he was hitting a floater like every minute and a half. It's, it, was just, it was like automatic. Every other possession he was making one of those. And yeah, like you said, I mean, Honestly, just shout out Terry. I mean, he just continued to improve his game. I mean, you know, he shot pretty well for like a year and a half with the Celtics and then kind of went into a little bit of a slump. It's clear, you know, over the past couple of years, Terry's really been in the gym. 
He's he's what I would consider. I mean, he was three for nine, but he's a knockdown shooter. I mean, he can really shoot it. Uh, shout out Terry. You know, I'm glad that he got his, but also we won the game tonight, so that was good. Yeah, the the Celtics ultimately played pretty well. I thought that first quarter was was pretty pretty spectacular by Robert Williams. He was pretty much master class in that first quarter. I thought he did a little bit of everything. He was on the boards. He was getting easy buckets, crashing hard at the rim, playing good defense in the pass lanes. And then on top of it, he had that great little tip pass to uh, Jason Tatum who hit the floater himself. And I was just like, wow, this Robert Williams has just been, been phenomenal lately. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier to, to see the Celtics really have him locked up long-term. Oh yeah. I mean, his contract is looking like it's going to be one of the better contracts in the NBA. And like you said, Patrick, he came out of the gates just playing really well. Um, and I think that really, I mean, he helped set the tone. I mean, the Celtics honestly came out in the first, and I thought played some, you know, really good basketball. You know, a couple, you know, easy buckets for the Hornets there, and, you know, maybe a couple turnovers. But I thought the Celtics were playing really well outside of that, and I was really happy with how they started the game. But, you know, I do think those turnovers, you know, kind of ramped up even more in the second quarter and really, you know, brought the Hornets really, you know, right back into this ball game. Not that they were ever out of it, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I have to ask you, though, about this this very, very important, well, probably the most important part of the start of this game. What do you think of Jalen Brown's headband? Um, we filmed that look? Are we filmed the look? No, Patrick, here's how, I'm just glad he, came out of the, <laughs> I'm glad he came out of the second half without a headband. That's my only statement on that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no further comment. I like his hair, man. I don't want him to hide his hair behind a headband. I was kind of bummed that he had a headband on. I was like, all right, cool, like, is this kind of going to give him like an extra spark? Cause it's going to be big. And he just took it off. He couldn't even do it for a whole, whole game. I think he even knew it was like, ah, oh, they're going to talk about this thing. Cause I got to get rid of it. So yeah, I think it might've been, you know, he hasn't worn a headband in a while. So he probably was like, man, why did I even wear this? I'm just going to go out and, you know, yeah. So I'm glad he, I'm glad he came out without it on, but, uh, no, a couple other players to shout out. I mean, on top of Rob, you know, surprisingly, I think the first three names we're going to shout out, neither of them are really going to be the Jays. Uh, you know, after Rob, you know, I think we got to shout out Smart. I mean, he was just phenomenal tonight at that point guard spot. He was moving the ball well, played awesome defense, and he scored 22 points tonight. Um, you know, which obviously, we, you know, we don't want Smart going, like pining for a 20-point game every single night. But when when teams are loading up the paint like they were against the Jays, Instead of having them take tough shots, other guys got to step up. Smart made a number of plays going to the hoop. He had a one really crafty, like, up-and-under reverse layup. He had a couple threes, uh, I believe, back-to-back at one point, and, you know, really rounded out with a with a terrific game tonight. Uh, love to see that from our guy, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was anything short of phenomenal. He, he came out really good on the defensive side of the ball. He had that crazy sequence where – um, he blocked Ubre. That was a crazy block uh, on a drive. Crazy block, and then he like I was like thinking like that was just an insane play. It was kind of a stretch where we really needed it. We were kind of getting it off the rails a bit, mm-hmm. and then you had him go on the offensive end, and he finished this ridiculous circus layup right after, and then literally like two more plays later, he takes a charge. Yeah, and I'm just like that was all within like a minute and a half in that second quarter, the ending of it. And I was just like, Marcus smart, man, way to, way to bring the team back here. And, and just really like pull us back in when we really needed it. 
A quintessential moment from Marcus Smart right there, that little stretch you're talking about. Just plays, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, the block will show up in the stat sheet, but, you know, it's not like the charge just shows up in the box score, you know. Just constant winning plays, and, you know, I think Smart has had that time to help. And, you know, he's not going to be perfect yet, but he's found the time to, you know, blend himself from being an off-ball guard to an on-ball guard. You know, he's finding the healthy blend of, you know, when to shoot, when to pass, you know, when to attack, and I think it's really coming together well. And I mean that block on Ubre Patrick. Let's I mean Ubre is a is a freak athlete himself. Six foot eight, long arms, can jump out the gym. You know, for Smart to make that play, I mean, he's still got it, man. Ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The next guy I'm gonna shout out was actually our leading scorer. Um, you know, Patrick, you won't be surprised with this. It is Josh Richardson, Jay Rich. Uh my number one, honestly, he's my favorite Celtics if we are categorizing by vibes. And uh, tonight he was my number one favorite Celtic if we're categorizing by play. I mean, this guy was absolutely knocked down tonight, was playing great defense, you know, was being smart with the ball. He had a couple turnovers, or actually only one turnover. He had, uh, but, you know, he was smart with the ball outside of that. And, you know, when he's making threes, when he's feeling it, you know, you love to see that. And uh, I hope he is on the Celtics beyond the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. I thought uh, I thought he was fantastic. Also, shout out to him getting his – 5,000 career point in his career. So shout out to Jay Rich hitting a milestone as well in the process. Coming out absolutely crazy hot from deep. Overall was just hitting big shots and big shots. Had a couple in the fourth quarter when we really needed as well. Just came out here and gave us that spark off the bench that I felt like we've really been needing lately. And seeing him succeed like that, man, he's either really increasing his uh, trade value right now or he's trying to play his way to keep stay on this roster and hopefully ideally i would like to keep richardson but if if there's a move out there that makes the team better i'm always for that move yeah agreed i just would be hard pressed to see you know a trade where we're sending out jay rich and actually getting better you know it's probably he'd probably be more of a cap casualty which i think he's just too good of a player for me uh you know, to really ship out like that. But, Patrick, I have some trivia for you. Close the box score if you can. I don't have the box okay. score open. How many points scared. in total did Jason and Jalen account for uh, when it comes to made three-pointers tonight? How many points do you think they accounted made for three. between their threes? On threes? Jason and Jalen. I'm trying to think if – I think Tatum had a three. I don't think Jalen made a – I think he made, made one. So I'm going to say two. So six points total. Okay. All right. That's my total. And how am I close? Uh you were close. It was only one three. Jason, you would if you stuck with your gut, Pat. It was if Jason. If you stuck with your gut, I thought I you would have been right. Yeah. So they were one for I ten thought. combined from three, right? You know? But I can live with that when they are combining for fifteen assists, Patrick. Jason Tatum finished the game with nine assists and Jalen finished with six. Okay, and I know that has a lot to do with Jace, Jay Rich and Grant and guys like that making their shots, Marcus making their shots. But uh, it just goes to show, like, Tatum only took 16 shots. So we're seeing that growth in the in the playmaking development. His shot's not going, you know. He knows he's good enough, you know, has enough vision, a good enough passer, commands enough attention, enough gravity from the defense to make easy Good reads for buckets, and he finished with nine assists. And Jalen honestly made a couple passes I didn't even know he could really make tonight. A couple cross court passes that were great, and he finished with six assists. So, 
once again, just, you know, I'm happy with those performances, uh, you know, passing from, uh, from the Jays because that will really help this team go a long way, especially once we put some better talent around them even. But even with the team we have, listen, I love to. Yeah, no, uh, I think a lot more has to do with the team making shots and more so that Jason and Jalen were passing a lot more. Because um, we, we've seen Jason and Jalen make tons of passes before in games, and we're just like, man, team's just not hitting. Team's not hitting. Uh, it was nice to see the team take it personal when the Hornets were pretty much doubling the Jays or really putting a lot of ball pressure on them every time that they touched the ball, and they made themselves available and and when they made themselves available, they were hitting their shots. Grant Williams was being good from those corners again, like he has been. You know, Horford has always been there for the outlet pass, so he can he can get it and swing it to the other side. Josh Richardson um, being able to hit his shots as well. Team overall took it personally to, to be like, all right, you know what? We do need to step it up. We do need to help out Jason and Jalen, and, and we can't just depend on them to give us 25 each every night to have a chance to win. So this was just a, a good growth win in the sense that they're really learning to be a lot better uh, as a team and less reliant on just two guys and trying to be more cohesive as a unit. Hopefully this gets everybody kind of going in more in a groove and, and up everybody's confidence. Yeah, and I definitely like it. I agree. There is definitely credence to the fact that those assist numbers are bumped up just because we made shots. But to me, when I was watching the game even, it felt like, you know, Jason – and Jalen were, you know, passing with purpose that we have not frequently seen. Like Tatum was specifically using, you know, his gravity as a score, you know, to make some of these passes, which just felt really good. And I mean, I just, it's good to see that continued growth, but you're 100% correct. You know, the box score only looks good at the end of the day if those three pointers go down from guys like Jay Rich, Grant, and Smart. Uh, so I don't want to get too carried away with the numbers, but still. I just, from watching the game, you could tell, you know, they were making a concerted effort to pass. And, yeah, you know, I think this little stretch around Patrick, you know, this game, you know, the last few games, honestly, like the last, I think we're, what, 10-4 and four in our last 14? Uh, really, you know, it mm-hmm. shows the team that we really are, you know, a team that can fight through adversity, you know, and it took some adjustments and, and Ime, you know, getting used to coaching this group, getting used to being a head coach shortening the rotation uh, to a certain degree um, in order for us to get get, get to uh, where we are right now. But I personally, you know, it feels good to watch good basketball, Patrick. That's basically where I'm at. My big picture outlook has not necessarily changed uh, with the team and what I think we're capable of, but I am definitely refreshed at the type of basketball we've been able to watch the last month, month and a half. It's wild, isn't it? We, we look at this team and, and we go, wow, a well, first-year coach and a lot of new players on the roster and they're finally – kind of hitting a little bit of a groove uh, and getting things right and we're getting healthy and, and things start clicking. It's almost like a lot of the little things that were kind of holding back the team are now kind of right there um, and working in our favor. So the Celtics are able to kind of turn around a new leaf and, and able to show that they have the ability to play at a high level on a more consistent basis when they do have their full roster, when they do have a system down, when they've learned the system and they have more trust in each other. So um, overall, I just think that the Celtics, they're growing and we're watching the growth in front of us. And it's good that they're growing in the right direction. It could be, they could have taken a down spiral and just ended up getting worse and worse and nothing could have happened. Locker room issues could have been a thing. But this team has really stayed pretty strong, and uh, I'm proud that they're they're 
they're more than three. Now they're what three games over five hundred, and we were really fighting that five hundred for a long time. So mm-hmm. having just that space and that gap now is is just like a, a sigh of relief. Oh no, you know it does. It definitely does uh, feel good to be three games over five hundred, and uh, like you said, you know we're going in the positive direction. That's really the most important part to me. And honestly, I think we actually have seen. You know, you can tell tell me how you feel about this, but I just think we have seen so much growth from an offensive perspective. Now, I'm not saying, oh, our offense is amazing now, but we're seeing a lot more movement, it feels like. I mean, especially tonight, Patrick, how much your turn, my turn, did, did was there tonight? Not much until fourth quarter where I thought they kind of got a little back into that ISO-heavy stuff. And, uh, you know, Jalen made a couple tough, tough shots in that, you know, sort of ISO situation. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to completely do away with the ISO when we have some talented ISO scores. But for me, it's really important to see the ball moving, players moving around, cutting, setting screens for each other. And I feel like tonight, you know, I'm not going to say it was the least your turn, my turn I've ever seen. But, Patrick, it kind of – I didn't. I I wasn't seeing it during the game, and like, oh, here we go again. You know what I mean? It was so. It's really good to see that, and I feel like it's been feeling more and more that way. You know, the past few weeks, so it just feels good to see the Celtics' offense in some sort of rhythm and actual like movement, as opposed to, you know, as you know, choppy as it had been in the past. That's just as a positive. Yeah, and I don't want to get too high or too low, um, simply for the fact of like, you when shots are making, I feel like the ball, you're just gonna want to pass the ball more. I want to see this ball movement. Like, if this ball movement looks like this when shots aren't falling, to me, that's more growth than that's when important. it's that's a good point. when it is that's falling. Actually, that's a good point, honestly. Because anything's easy. It's easy to be happy when you're winning. You know what I mean? Easy to be a team player yeah. when you're winning. I- and it's really easy to be like, yeah, I'm gonna kick it out to this guy because he just hit his last three shots. You know, it's 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 easy when things are going right. But the thing is, the season. I, I just and I don't want to be like the guy bringing in the negative stuff. So I'm not trying to bring in the negative. Stuff. I'm just trying to make sure that we we hold them accountable, so that oh, when we see point. them in a, in a bad situation, say the shots aren't falling again, at least see this ball movement because then we can live with it 100%. more, right? Like if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown still aren't shooting 20 shots, and then you see them passing it around, and guys are just not op- making the shot, I can take that game as more of a positive now because I'm like, well, they're still believing in the system. Tonight just wasn't our shooting night. Cool. I can live with losses like that. The losses I can't live with is when we go away from what we are, and it seems like we're not learning or getting progressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always going to be a double-edged sword, you know. If our team is not making shots, obviously we're going to be less likely to pass the ball, you know, on a terrible shooting night, you know, naturally. But I do think you got to stick – got to buy into a system. you got to believe in your coach. Uh, and, you know – there are moments where, personally, me, I don't know about you, but there are moments where I'm living, absolutely living with uh, Jason, Jason and Jalen Iso because of how talented they are. And, you know, if our offense is stalling, you know, because, Patrick, we talk about, you know, not wanting to chuck threes. So if that's what our offense is doing, I'm okay with, you know, those guys trying to get their own. But ideally, like you're saying, I would just like to see the ball movement, the cutting, the screening away, the pass and cut, all of that stuff. I would just like to see that, you know, more consistently. But, uh, you know, for me, I'm just happy that, you know, it's just, it's looking good, man. It is. And I, and I, and I like that. That's, you know, looked good. You know, the, probably the last 15 games, arguably, our ball movement has just been getting better and better and better. Smart keeps growing. 
Jason and Jalen are making more concerted efforts not to just make a pass when they need to. They're playing to make a pass. So I am just – because, I mean, the reason, Patrick, I feel you, you know, I'm all about the Kaizen. You know, I don't want to act like this team is going to the moon or anything like that. But uh, there was a point in time of this year where it just felt like maybe that the offense was stuck. And maybe that's what it was going to be. And it's really refreshing to see that, no, that idea was never correct, that that he may just need to get his feet underneath him and, uh, you know, the offense would come. And that's what it seemed like. My take is um, I think why the offense is, is taking a while to kind of develop. I think they were more focused on the defense. I think they wanted mm-hmm. to focus cleaning up that defensive side of things. They kind of were like, cool, we're not doing the right things on offense right now, but we're really not doing the right things on defense. And that is A-OK with me because guess what? And that, yeah, I'm cool with that. 100%. No, sorry to cut you off, but at the end of the day, listen, I would rather my team struggle on offense and have a good defense than vice versa every time. Yeah, because you learn more, I think, by being a good defensive team. You learn from that, and then it creates easier offense down the stretch when you have that ability. Yeah, 100% agree. And, uh, yeah, I, I would just rather, you know, be in an uglier game, you know, with this team than be in a game where uh, – like a 130, you know, 125 started game because I don't know. It just doesn't feel like we have the firepower, especially with uh with this roster. So I would much rather try and win ugly. And our defense is dang good, man. We are top, I believe we're top three in net rating now, um, or, or in defensive rating, I should say. And, uh, you know, just props to the team. Ime came in as a defensive guru and is really proving, you know, yeah, this team's taking a huge leap on the defensive side. I think uh, Ime's done a great job at that and really embracing that, and the team has embraced his defensive scheme. Um, the one thing that I, I, I know I'm being like the negative guy, but I, I still have to like look at some things I wasn't happy with tonight, and I, I just think that these need to get cleaned up is the turnovers and the fouling. Like, I mean, we, if we went into halftime with 13 turnovers, like that's – <laughs> that's not even good for a full game, let alone a half. So well, our turnovers 13, were by far the worst part of the game tonight, and there's no ex- twelve fouls in the first half. You're saying six fouls a, a quarter? Not not okay either. Like that, those things have to clean up, right? Like if you're gonna be a good defensive team, try to make your life easier being a defender by not letting them get in transition. I thought the only reason that this game was close and even came down to the wire was strictly because the amount of turnovers we gave to the Hornets and the Hornets are a team that are elite in, in getting out there in the fast break. They really love to, to get after it and, and get running. And we saw that earlier on when we were turning over the ball. And I think if we say, we just say half of those, right. And I still don't think that's even a good uh, turnover game, you know, 13 and a half, just say that we th- we had six or seven turnovers at half. I think we're going in with like a 12 point lead instead of a one. Like I mean, that's that's something huge, right? Those are those are game changing type of situations. So something that I feel like needs to get cleaned up. But I guess you know when you're when you're getting a lot of assists, you know you're going to get more turnovers in the process. So I'm not going to be too harped on it, but it's something that I would like to see get cleaned up in the future. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I uh, like when you just kind of finished off there. I do think that you know, like you said, more turnovers, more passes is natural, but that's no excuse. That's no, you know reason to like allow these turnovers no turnovers have to get cleaned up and guess what patrick you've been saying it for weeks now a lot of these passes a lot of these turnovers aren't even coming on passes yeah that's the most frustrating part about it loose dribbles you know trying to do a little bit too much instead of (laughs) Jalen. yeah 
I mean, listen, you can say it loud. I mean, Jalen's going to know when he watched the film that there were a couple times tonight where, you know, he tried to split a double team or get into the paint when there was clearly three or four guys. And I think he adjusted, you know, towards the end of the game. I, I don't know if the stats would back this up, but it did feel like, you know, we were turning the ball over a little less, you know, the last six minutes of the game. Uh, Jason Tatum with your um, dribble, dribble, dribble between your legs, between your legs, tween, 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 tweens. You know, come on, man. Let's let's clean up. I saw a couple possessions where he had LaMelo, he had LaMelo on him and he just tried to cross him up. And I'm like, man, I'm saying this is what I – if I'm Jason Tatum and I have LaMelo ball on me, I'm passing it to Smart. I'm t- going straight to the block and I'm catching that ball back in the block. I am abusing him in the block if I'm Jason Tatum. So, Yeah, you know, he's got to use the size to his advantage – in that situation, I agree. Um, but, you know, another thing that we didn't touch on yet, Miles Bridges tonight. Largely invisible. I I want to say he had – no, I want to say he had four points. No, six points, excuse me, on two of eight shooting tonight. Um, you know, candidate for most improved player, averaging, you know, 24.5 points a game this season against the Celtics. Uh, so it was good to see our defense step up and not even really give him uh, – too many chances to even shoot, let alone, you know, actually let him score. So uh, that was just a good, you know, defensive performance from our wings. And I think, you know, everybody is, uh, you know, deserves a little bit of credit for that one. Jalen, Jason, Jay Rich, smart a little bit, you know, but uh, we really had to limit him because if he, you know, performs at all offensively, we probably end up losing this game. Yeah, I think a big stretch was when he, he went out of the game for that tooth knocked out. And bleeding and all that, so I, I think that was uh, a, a moment where we kind of went on a little bit of a surge and a little bit of a run. So we took advantage when he wasn't in. Yeah, six in points the game. in thirty minutes. I'm taking that all day, all day. Yeah, and um, also let's see, second half. You know, we saw Jalen Brown take that the headband off. He had some pretty good buckets down the stretch, as well as uh, uh, the biggest play I think of the night, though was done by Robert Williams. And I, th- I think you agree with me with that one and just watching him really step up and be the shot blocker he is at the rim, but then also he's able to be that shot blocker on the perimeter. They try to do a little attention screen to Terry Rozier to get P.J. Washington, who was on fire from deep in this game, and – get a, a look and Robert Williams snuff it out. And I thought, uh, I thought Robert Williams could have blocked it with like his elbow. Like <laughs> that's how bad he read it. Like he was, he was already there jumping in the air at while he was still in his form. And I was just like, wow, like this, this dude really, um, did a really good read on that, that, uh, play and was able to make a huge block preventing the Hornets from getting, uh, taking the lead possibly right there because we were only up by two. Yeah, and honestly, blocking a jump shot while the ball is still in somebody's hands is one of the hardest things to do in sports, especially when it's you know a six foot eight guy, six foot nine guy taking the shot. Um, so just a phenomenal play there by uh, by Rob to I'm not going to say seal the game, but really make the game uh, feel a little more comfortable than it was. I believe we were up what 109, 107 at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll I'll say it, man. I think it's he he sealed the game, but he, he did. I, I I think he did. Um, you, you don't have to agree with me, but I, I think that no, was he, a sealed For all block. intents and purposes, he pretty much sealed it. I mean, there was a couple more possessions down the stretch, but I mean, that really was the game-winning block, honestly, uh, because P.J. Washington had been absolutely knocking down his threes ever since he missed the first couple. So, uh, 
I was a little scared when that one left his hands, but it didn't get very far before Rob got a piece on it. So that was absolutely beautiful play. And, uh, I mean, Rob deserves all the credit in the world right now because you remember, you know, people, I mean, listen, people had their doubts, you know, about could he even play a full season? Could he play more than 30 minutes a night? And if he could play 30 minutes a night, how good is he really going to be? Well, he's, he's damn good. Okay. And, uh, I'm just really glad we got him extended at his price. I, I cannot emphasize how much that means to the Celtics. We're going to mention it every show, probably. Every show. Right I'll bring now. it up every time. I don't, I'll tell you a thousand times. All right. I mean, he, oh. he's so instrumental to the Celtics team being good. He's so, so, so instrumental. Also, are we going to talk about um, Robert Williams possibly being a defensive player of the year candidate or even possibly as a most improved? Um, you know, I would love to. He's never going to get that love, though, from the uh, national I mean, media. From the national well, media. Yeah, well, we, let's see. Love. The Robert Williams ranks among centers with 20-plus games play at at least 25 minutes per game. His defensive ratings tied second. Net rating, fourth. True shooting, first. Efficient field goal percentage, first. Blocks per game, tied for fourth. Plus minus, fifth. Offensive rebounding, fourth. I mean, he definitely deserves All his I'm credit. Saying is put some respect honestly, on his name. He probably should be. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He, he probably should be on the short list for most improved player, but that's going to go to, uh, you know, Jaw Garland or Bridges in my eyes and those guys, just because they made such big leaps. Like the difference between those guys and Rob is that I feel like Rob just further. You know, and this is improving. He improved skills that he was specialized at, right? Um, whereas those other guys added to their games, and that's just basically why the media will consider them more. However, I think his name should be in those conversations. Like, you know, they they shouldn't be thrown out right away. Like, Patrick, if you brought up with some national media people, Robert Williams for Defensive Player of the Year, they will scoff at you, and I think that would be unfair of them to do Um, because the Celtics have an elite defense, and I promise you, without Rob, that defense looks a lot worse. A lot worse. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that this this team is a top three defense without Robert Williams out there. We've seen how impactful it is when he's out of the lineup. And to no surprise, you know, he's been an amazing player and a real key component to the success of this Celtics team that they have had during this season. Yeah, absolutely. Big agree. Um, also, you know, I mean, we can just touch on this real quick. Horford hit a couple threes, and you just saw how important that was, you know, throughout the game, you know, people closing out to Horford, you know, how much of a difference that actually makes as far as spacing is concerned. So we'll see if, you know, Al has any, you know, luck going forward, you know, when it comes to his three balls because he's becoming quite a challenge on the offensive event to watch and also, you know, for the Celtics to have – yeah, I, I agree with you right there. And uh, Horford had those back-to-back corner threes, man. He hit one in one corner, and then he was on the other corner, hit another, and I was just like, all right, way to go, man, way to go. So it's it's nice to see how Horford kind of get going. These are some games where it's like it's good to see everybody hit shots because you're hoping that gets them going because we need these guys to like – even if it's not all of them at the same time, we need a couple here, a couple there because both, you know uh, – Jalen and Jason aren't going to be off each game, right, together. Like, one of them might be on. And if we're able just to have some of the success, then I think there's going to be ability for this team to to really go on a run here and, and gain some momentum before the All-Star break. 
Yeah, hopefully we can just keep winning games. You know, we have uh, the Pistons and the Magic coming up with our next two. Like I touched on, those feel like, you know, somewhat trap games to me, um, especially that second game against the Magic if we do take care of business against the Pistons. So, you know, I would just keep an eye on the Celtics' energy level. And, you know, like Patrick said, if things aren't going super well, do the Celtics revert to ISO against a poor team or no? Do they keep to the plan? Stick to, you know, their coach's, uh, you know, system and keep moving the ball, keep cutting, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, that's what we see. And I think we'll absolutely be able to take care of business if, uh, if, you know, we just keep moving the ball and keep playing our good defense. I don't see why, uh, there's any reason the Celtics shouldn't take care of business these next two games. Yeah. I think the Celtics should be able to go on their best win streak of the season. Uh, we're tied right now at three. So let's see if we can beat it, man. Let's just start with four, you know, and go from there. That's all I kind of want to see from this team is the, see if they have the ability to to really string some games together here and go on a little bit of run and see if we can make some noise in the standings and, and kind of get the the momentum kind of going our way. There's nothing that's really holding this team back besides themselves most of the time. So clean up the turnovers, clean up the fouling, start you know trusting in each other, pass the ball, hit some shots, and you know, a three-game win streak can turn into seven real quick, you know, and, and that's something that I don't think is an unimaginable with this team. Not at all. And, you know, get us up out of the play-in, you know, and, um, yeah, the seven-man rotation, you know, Manny just said down in the chat, really, I do think that's something we should not gloss over um, is, you know, one of the reasons why we're playing better is, you know, he may decide to shorten the rotation um, and get players who are playing well on the court, and that's it. Nobody who needs to develop – Nobody, you know, who is struggling. He's not giving them time to find their shot. He's playing the players who are playing well right now. And uh, that's just helping us win basketball games. Jay Rich on the money tonight. You know, that's one of those guys. Let's go Jay Rich, man. Love the love for Jason Richardson and uh, – or Josh Richardson. Why do I say Jason? Man, I'm out of it right now. <laughs> not used to, winning this, but no, not man, used to I, winning this many games in a row, Patrick, huh? Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, man. Uh, three games is a lot for me. It's a lot for me to process right now. I'm, I'm over overjoyed with with how this team is playing right now, and and really hoping that this kind of trends in a good direction, and we they can keep the keep the momentum going, man. Just keep the good vibes rolling. Good vibes rolling. One hundred percent agree. Um, you know, Patrick, I don't really know if I have anything else to say about tonight. You know, we'll be back here on Friday night. Um, post game against the Pistons or Sunday, you know, hopefully Friday, but if not Friday, then we'll definitely be here Sunday post after the magic. game. Oh man. You, you sure we ain't going to be busy with the pro bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't hey. know why I, hey, I don't know why I just went out of left field just hey, to Patrick, slander hey, the pro bowl, but pro bowl welcome, quarterback welcome to the podcast. Pro Bowl quarterback Mac Jones will be playing. So you bet I'll be watching at least some of the Pro Bowl highlights after it happens because, listen, uh, no matter yes. who was playing. Got to love those five-yard dumb passes. Love it here. Oh, listen, okay, you can. <laughs> you know, we're not going to get into the debate. Hey, last, thing I'll say, last thing I'll say is, you know, at least my rookie was ready to play this year. That's all I'll say. You know, but, Amen, uh, amen. That's my a conversation. Rookie's, my for, rookie's got two wins in the postseason. That's all I'm saying. That's a conversation got... for another day on another podcast about another sport. But uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, that pretty much wraps us up here. Um, you know, just make sure you go over on to Manscaped. Use our promo code. Hootball 20, get yourself 20% off. You know, 
trim up that facial hair. You know, you got to look nice. Valentine's Day is coming. You know, you don't want to look like no scrub. Shout out to TLC on Valentine's Day. So make sure you get all cleaned up. And, uh, you know, you can do that, you know, by going to manscaped.com using the code hoopball20. Yes, sir. And then also, guys, don't forget to go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, five-star ratings. Go ahead and leave us a, re- a review. You can ask questions in there, anything you want. Also, let you guys know we are on the Spotify Green Room app. We do these shows live all the time. So if you just want to come in and ask some questions in the chat or just come hang out with us, that's totally fine. If not, you can also catch us back on Spotify. Once we've uploaded the show, you can listen there. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating as well. You can also follow the show um, on Twitter. We do tweet out of the out during the game all the time. That's, that's play-by-play pretty much is what we kind of do. Um, also by the quarters and everything like that. That's Ethos Celtics uh, on Twitter. You can also find Lucas at Luca underscore Gainer and me at Ball and Opinions for anything that you guys want Celtics-related on Twitter platform. Um, I think that's it. That's yes, that's kind of wrapping it up, right? So, yep. Lucas, I'll, uh, I'll catch you on the flippy side. And Yes, sir. Thanks to no. everybody who, uh, who showed up and uh, downloads the show. Appreciate you as always. Make sure to you know, hit us with that five-star on Spotify. You know, we just you know recently started getting some more listeners on Spotify, so make sure you hit us with that five-star. But that's all for me, Patrick. Always a pleasure, man. I'll talk to you on Friday night. All right, man. Later. <laughs>